0: welcome to the embodied leadership podcast hosted by yours truly rachel fisher mindset and energy coach and embodiment queen this podcast is here to help you create sustainable transformation and success as a coach and entrepreneur we'll be diving into all things regarding upgrading your beliefs ditching self-sabotaging patterns for good mastering your energy, embodying your magic as a leader, and rewiring your subconscious mind and body to create a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Let's dive in. Welcome back to this week's episode. I am so grateful to have you here. Today we're joined with a very incredible guest, Eos Kosh, where we are going to be diving into a juicy conversation all around living in integrity and authenticity, what it means to lead yourself, how self-love and trust is a foundation for our business, and what it actually means to serve from the heart. EOS guides women in creating a life that they love and a business that supports their dream lifestyle by helping them build self trust to realize that everything that they need is already within them. I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. Mm,
1: thank you so much for having me, Rachel. So grateful to be part of this and to dive into this conversation and into these topics. Yes.
0: Mm, Yay. Well, I am so excited to have you here. I know this is going to be such a juicy podcast episode because you and I both are so passionate about the conversation around self-trust as a means to create sustainable success. And I think a great place to start would be for you to tell everyone a little bit more about yourself and what led you to this beautiful place that you are now.
1: Yes, yes. I think my my story can start with self trust, but maybe Um, I'm a web designer, so web designer coach and support women to create that life and business they want. And I'm more so also a mother of a 12-year and an 18-year daughter. And Mm -hmm. I'm originally from Switzerland. My husband is Italian, so lots of different cultures, and we are living in Spain. And it's really self-trust that brought us here to Spain. We are living now four years in Spain, three years in Menorca, which is a tiny little island um, next to Mallorca and Ibiza. And it's so tiny that you can go from one part to the other in about 40 minutes with the car. So, mm. and we booked a little tiny house here. It's only 50 square meters, which is about 500 square feet. And living here with two daughters, three dogs, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a quite minimalistic life in some way, but a, a really full life in another way. So mm. that's beautiful. Um, and the, the self-trusted broke us here is so really when we decided to come here. My husband then still worked in corporate world. He's now working with me. He's a web developer and has the whole technical part of the web design. And it was then when we were ready, we lived in Switzerland before we were ready to buy a house. And we went to look at houses, and I was in one of these houses in the garden with the white picket fence, and my whole body was just contracting. And I just knew, like, I don't want to grow all here. It's just not my place. Mm -hmm. And it was not really easy to admit because it was the kind of rational next logical step that we would have taken as a family with um, two young children and at the same time it just felt so not right in, in my whole body and mm-hmm. this is where I went back to my vision board and on my vision board it was just so clear that it's really like sea and warmer weather and the beautiful flowers in the Mediterranean feel so mm-hmm. one by one we made the decision and started committing us to that and giving away our things and um this is also what brought us to the more minimal- minimalistic life as we mm-hmm. like really noticed we had a three times bigger house then or bigger apartment than we have now we had a lot more stuff and as we let go of the stuff we just had more time for each other and more time for experiences mm-hmm. So we didn't want to just fill it up again. So the smaller house was there for the, the best choice.
0: Mm, yes. That's so beautiful. Oh my goodness. I thank you so much for sharing that with me. And I love that you and your partner are like a team because my partner, Justin, and I are as well. And he does mm. all the technical side of the business, which is a blessing. Perfect. And I, I love what you said too about that pull, that deep inner knowing to go elsewhere because I also have lived all over Canada and I've moved and mm. sold all my things many times and so I, I really resonate with that feeling of you just know and then developing enough self trust to, to oh, do really. the thing to not stay in that stagnancy or that contracted energy is, is so powerful and you know I that kind of leads us into this really big piece of this conversation and I really would love for you to share more about how developing that self-trust and self-love, how that really gets to be such a powerful foundation for business and why it's so important. Because of course, you know, self-trust, I mean, I think you can agree. It's literally like the foundation of everything. (laughs) And I'm just so excited to hear more about your experience and and why you feel it's so important.
1: Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I mean the self-trust is really the, experience, the the foundation for everything, just as you mentioned. I believe because if we don't trust in ourselves, we can't like hold space for someone in our business. So we can't like have an energy exchange, which could be like your business, um, your coaching, your website, um, exchanging it through money and receiving the money for it so if we don't trust ourselves we don't trust ourselves to receive the money for it we don't trust Mm -hmm. ourselves to reach out to someone and and support them um and it doesn't has to feel has to feel big if you're just starting on this journey it's really just the little things where can you just trust yourself a little more or where can you do the thing even if you don't trust yourself yet because the Mm self-trust comes from doing the step and going outside of your exp- uh, of your comfort zone or doing the things that are like really a little bit scary and then learning that you can hold yourself or that things work out, either or. <laughs> and both is really valid. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of like growing the capacity. It's not just mm-hmm. something. And it's also not just something that we have and then we have it. I mean, even Mm -hmm. now there are lots of edges and things. I'm like seven years now in my own business and there are so many edges still where
0: I need to practice. (laughs) Yeah. I, I love how you were sharing about how it is a practice because it really is. And like you said, every new season we step into, every new chapter we step into is going to call us forward in new in new ways. And you know, that piece that you mentioned as well around even if you don't have that evidence to support that you know what you're doing or that you know that you can handle it, the best way to find out is to actually take the action and and then teach yourself. And the beautiful thing too in that is is even if for whatever reason, you know, you it doesn't go as planned or it's more challenging. Like that's literally beautiful feedback. That again supports the conversation around developing self trust to know how to hold yourself through those challenges. Um, that's just so so beautiful. And have you found for you personally that in the 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 process of developing self trust that you know because of those foundational moments where you started building it, now in this chapter, do you find that you have a lot more to lean into? Um, when those challenges arise because of the self-trust that you built in that earlier stage of your journey? Yes, totally.
1: It's it's something that builds on each other in a in way, yes, you have to practice it. And at the same time, it builds on each other. A lot of times I like to see it like a balloon and you always, with every scary thing, with everything you lean into discomfort, you expand this balloon and you make it bigger for you and you create a bigger capacity
0: of what you can hold, mm, absolutely yes. And so much of this, you know, conversation around expanding that capacity, like it really is about knowing how to regulate your emotions, your energy, your thoughts, your behaviors, and having enough self trust to take along the ride with you. You know, because when we're expanding that capacity. It, it can feel really challenging. And so, so much of that too, like you were mentioning is, it, it does come back to knowing how to hold your power. And so much of that is through learning how to self-regulate. What, what do you feel like are your biggest pieces or biggest things that you lean into when you notice that you're rubbing up against that edge Or, you know, you're leaving that comfort zone and all of a sudden you're being called forward to trust yourself in this new chapter. Like, what are some things that you lean into that you find really helpful?
1: Yes, yes. I think definitely nature. And because Mm. through nature, I connect with my body and through my body, I get the answers as I Mm. always find them in in my field. Like, just like that moment where I felt the contraction I also feel into different like things and how they make me feel in the body, and if they are like, because they need to be dissolved and moved through, or if it's more like that, it's just a no. Like mm-hmm. you don't. It's it's kind of that play with the body <laughs> and play with mm-hmm. your own inner voice also to know is it something that is just a no or is it just resistance to growth. Mm-hmm. and a lot of times through the movement you really feel the things that move through and at which things stay and the second thing is um, surely visuals as a web designer designer like beauty is one of my big values and visuals like a vision board like feeling into into it visually and also my journal I s I I always mm-hmm. say I wrote my life into existence through my journal <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness, girlfriend! Me too! I have scripted so much of what I have now, and I love what you how you hit those different pieces around the embodiment piece and the visualization piece and the feeling piece because it really is a a, a balance of all of all of it. It's like finding what works for you as an individual and the way that you deeply connect to your intuition and I resonate with that a lot. I know for me personally, one of the bigger ways that I've developed trust in my body over the past couple of years has been through movement, um, teaching myself that I, I do in fact trust the mm. feelings and sensations that my body provides me in terms of taking action or what's a yes, what's a no, what's a maybe, you know, what's a hell fucking no. Like, you know, like there's so many beautiful layers there. And I I really appreciate you sharing that with me because something that I think a lot of people wonder is like, well, how do I build self-trust? And so much of it is for me personally that I I believe to be true is learning to keep promises to yourself, teaching yourself that you have your own back, teaching yourself that you do know, you know, that you do have the answers. And it's just about kind of clearing the, the cobwebs or clearing the clutter to be able to really connect down and into your inner truth. And that actually kind of leads me to this next thing that I'd love to communicate with you. And I have a question around like when it comes to living in in integrity and authenticity, right? Because so much of, of that is living embodied in our truth. And I'm curious for you, like, what does it actually mean to live in integrity and authenticity? How is mm-hmm. that related to self-trust as well?
1: Mm-hmm. As a fast answer, I would say living from the inside out and not from mm. the outside in. <laughs> like yes. um, I, um, I think it's really like reading out which are my ideas, which are just beliefs that I have, which are expectations from others. Um mostly people are close to us, maybe parents, and which are really my own desires. And then mm like learning to to even just giving yourself permission to try them out even just yeah. giving yourself permission to try out the different things I wouldn't know that Switzerland is not the place to live for us if we haven't lived there so mm-hmm. it's it's perfectly fine <laughs> even when when we moved here to to Spain um, I was really excited because we moved to Ibiza the first year and Ibiza is like really well known it's kind of that spiritual community which I was looking for so there was a lot of hype and and I actually really was excited about that and when we arrived there it just wasn't feeling right and mm-hmm. it was actually a really really big delusion and it was really hard to move through um it wasn't the right place for our daughters either, because there is a lot of discotheques and, and tracks and this mm. kind of stuff going on there, too, which wasn't the place where we wanted to grow <laughs> our daughters. Mm. And the spiritual community was kind of a little bit of, I, I will say, fake for me. All the the ones Mm -hmm. that I touched to. It was a lot of facade and in the background, the same in the night going and doing drugs and in the morning doing the yoga, which Mm -hmm. felt quite out of integrity. (laughs) So my integrity was stepping back there and letting go of that dream Mm -hmm. to reconnect with, what was it at the layer below? And there was a lot of grief going out around that. And we still loved the beauty of the island, the nature. So we decided to just move one island ahead. And also there, we moved to Menorca for Ibiza without ever being there. So we were never mm. never there. We just have seen photos. And we were like, let's just go. We checked out Ibiza beforehand and it didn't work. So let's just trust this feeling that that's the right place. And it was. And mm. for now it is. <laughs> I feel it. It will be, but it can still change again.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's so beautiful, and you know, it's really like that. Like you were saying, that piece around knowing how to attune to your internal compass is what helps you lead or live rather in that integrity and authenticity. Because it's like when you trust your you're yourself when you trust what's right for you and where you're meant to be. It's like you know then what your values are. You know like what's important to you, and and then it's like when you start to notice, like, huh, interesting. This doesn't feel good for me. It feels out of integrity. It doesn't feel authentic to my soul. You are able to then lean into that self trust to make a decision that is actually an in integrity and authentic to you. And it's so beautiful to have heard that you were able to tap into that part of you that was, you know, really noticing like, huh, I thought this was it, it's not it. And I'm gonna trust myself enough to take this next leap without even, you know, knowing where I'm gonna land fully. Um, But knowing in your heart and in your body that that was a yes for you is, is so powerful. And I think that that really, that's really the case with like, whether it's life or business, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. anytime we are in a position where we're looking to grow and expand, you know, we have to have that inner willingness and devotion to take the actions that are in support of that, even if it feels really uncomfortable. Like, I mean, I know for me personally, there's been so many times in my life where I've been at like a crossroads, so to speak, where it's like, okay, I either stay where I am and I don't feel good or I feel stagnant or I feel that contracted energy or I choose this next thing. Maybe it's the investment in the program, investment in a course. Maybe it's, you know, in that, uh, leaving, you know, moving across the country, like And it's like that willingness to be like, I don't really know, like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm going to do it because I would rather make decisions based on where I desire to be rather than where I am. Does that resonate with you as well?
1: Yes, totally. I'm just taking the action before you're even ready. (laughs)
0: yes and ready is a and is then, a decision not a feeling
1: <laughs> yes not trying to like trying to feel more in the present and not trying to feel in the future like it mm-hmm. never really works out if you try to to feel how the future will feel in that way in in one way yes like the imagined future like the highest timeline and our most beautiful life i think that's beautiful as a direction but as a guiding tool and a compass um the future will always feel scary. It's always scarier to not leave (laughs) in your place where you're already living. It's always more scary to um, invest in that kind of um, program or to build a business or to um, reach out to a client or whatever it is at, at the step you are at. It's always more scary than where you are. So it's always required to feel in the present in the body and to feel that how do you feel in the present and not how you will feel then
0: yeah and and knowing how to like this is a huge piece that I I love to talk about too it's like knowing how to hold yourself through the fear and the uncomfortable energy and the doubt and whatever it is that's coming up in the body because the reality is is There might be times when you go to take a big leap forward, whether it's an investment in your business or moving or whatever it is, there might be situations where like, there's no fear and you're just like, I'm ready to go and I'm great and it's fine. But most of the time it's going to feel uncomfortable, right? And so it's like us learning how to hold ourselves through the presence of the fear, the presence of the discomfort so that we can you know, still do the thing that is in integrity with where we're going without sabotaging it away because we're not willing or able to trust ourselves enough to do things, even though they scare us.
1: Totally. I think the best question there is really what is the worst that can happen? Yes. I mean, I mean that question just like pierces through all this layer and mm-hmm. if if you see that question and you're like, okay, no, that's not something I would want to risk. And there are things like, for especially me with daughters or with the moving, we wanted a certain like safety net.
0: Um, mm-hmm. There
1: were things we were willing to risk and there are other things we were not willing to risk. Like we were willing to yeah. not know how it looks like, but we were not willing to not um, be able to pay rent. <laughs> yes, and yes. Like maybe if you're alone and single, maybe even pay, not not being able to pay rent is not as scary as if you have like daughters or a family or like, what is that, where is that level of? And a lot of times, and I can just share what came up for me then. My biggest fear was when I asked myself, what's the worst that can come up when we moved from Switzerland to Spain actually was if we are moving again and my daughter's already moved so many times with us, I'm teaching them that they are free and they can live wherever they want in the world. And I will Mm. stay here in in a little place and they will all be gone all over the world and I will not see them anymore. So that was one of my fears. Mm. But then seeing it was really good because I was like, okay, and I make this place and my family and our experience we have together that we have now just the most beautiful I can. And I just make it so beautiful. They always want to come back. And it's just to try to create the best relationship with them. So they want to be close by.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful. And, you know, to like piggyback on what you said too, it's like sometimes what we get to do as well when we're in those spaces where we're like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? And like sometimes the worst that we, like the thing that we think of, that's the worst that can happen. We have to also ask ourselves like, is that even true? Like, is it actually true yes. that I would be homeless? Like, is that even a possibility for me? Cause like, for me, I've had that conversation with myself so many times in the past, particularly when I was single, I wasn't with my partner and I was, you know, doing life alone. And I was like very much in a different position than I am now. But even then when I'd be like, okay, well, my worst fear is not having a roof over my head. And then I had to ask myself, like, would I ever even get to that point? Because I am very privileged in that I have a family that loves me, friends that love me. Like there is no situation where that would actually happen. So sometimes it's like really looking those fears like dead in the eyes and being like, is that even realistic? Like would that ever, would I even let myself get there? And sometimes just that simple act of facing that deep, deep fear gives us that liberation and our, like in permission to move beyond it, because we're no longer like trying to shove it in the closet and pretend it doesn't exist.
1: (laughs) Yes, the the fear actually is only scary until you don't look at it. And then when you look at it, you see like there are so many layers between that. And there are layers you can take action on. Like, for example, if that would be like, um, you would maybe if you have your own business, you would maybe take your job just any job to pay the rent exactly Um, and exactly like you live with someone or like there are so many layers in between and looking at these layers it what 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 this question gives gifts us
0: yes oh my goodness I love this I love this so much and I'd love for us to dive into um like a piece of this conversation when we're like talking about You know, we're talking about leadership, we're talking about self-trust, and we're talking about, you know, really, like, again, living in that, like, authentic, integral truth. And the next piece of this conversation that I think is really powerful is when we start to allow ourselves to serve from our heart space Mm -hmm. and how that actually allows us to, become in relationship with this like beautiful energy exchange of giving and receiving and so I'd love for you to share a little bit more about how how serving from the heart actually does allow us to be in that beautiful exchange of giving and receiving
1: Mm -hmm. I mean it just happens (laughs) if you truly serve from a heart from from a heart space with an open heart space Without the needy energy connected, the energy always Mm -hmm. comes back. Um, There's like no other way. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) like (laughs) if you serve from the heart space. I think maybe it's more um, how do you notice if you're serving from a heart space or or if you have needy energy about it? I think Mm. the most that you notice that you are serving from the heart space is when you're just giving openly without being attached to how much will i get for this is it even mm. fair is it even um if you are in that deep trust of the the, the energy will always out level what i give will always come back in whichever form um mm. then the money just becomes a byproduct from your serving and you're showing up and you just grow your capacity and as you grow your capacity
0: the money just grows too It's kind of <laughs> yeah oh i love that so much it's it's like giving and receiving it comes it's the same energy you know it's it's when we when we know that when we just share like you said openly from our heart and we have this like authenticity of like being of service and this, and helping people and like giving it's like inevitably that energy comes back to us because we're in integrity with that abundance right like literally giving and receiving like the essence is abundance. And something that I I really love playing in is like, I am the abundance that I, like I'm abundance. I bring that to money. I'm abundance. I bring that to my relationships. I'm abundance. I bring that to conversations. Like, and in that, when you're living in that deep integrity with abundance, it's like, you just know, and you have that deep trust that inevitably what you give, you'll receive. And I love that you know, really inviting in that conversation around, um, around the heart piece, because I, I know for a lot of people listening and especially myself, like my whole purpose is, is helping raise the vibration of humanity through being of service, through helping, through coaching. And so it's, it's a privilege and an honor when I get to coach my clients, because I'm like, wow, I'm providing a space for people to come home to themselves and to love themselves and to create a life that is so delicious and amazing that they then go on to help more people. And then we're all just creating this beautiful ripple effect of impact. And it's just magical. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yes. It's so beautiful. And, you know, I think what you were saying too, around the piece around getting out of that needy energy, um So much of that too, especially when we 're in business it 's a matter of healing trauma and like releasing survival mode um that so many people are conditioned by for various reasons, depending on your personal lived experiences and so sometimes what we have to remember well not sometimes but what we do need to remember is is that business is a big, big, beautiful mirror that really like shines a light on the parts of us that long to be seen. And so when we're feeling, I know for a lot of people, we we need to look at the conversation around like, you know, inner child healing. It's like sometimes your inner child's in the driving seat of your business. And the reason why you're in that needy energy is because the little person inside of you is like craving love. So like, there's just so many, it's so, there's so many layers to it. And I, and I love that you brought that up because I think that what we get to do is we get to just get that clarity around like, well, what does it look like for me to live in that authenticity and in that integrity?
1: Yes. Yes. And, and also giving, giving that to ourselves, like our inner child wants to be seen. She wants to be whole. She wants to be loved. So once we fill up ourselves, then we like we need to fill up ourselves first so we can serve others. If we mm-hmm. are empty, if we are we are then in that needy energy. If we are not feeling seen, we can't like see someone else from that space because we are just trying to be seen. So yes. that's like and and I think there is the self trust, trusting that seeing ourselves on our own is enough. Nothing else Good. needed. And that we are just oh. worthy. We are born worthy. Um, and it's enough, and we don't have to prove it through um, to what what our income is, or we don't have to prove it with um, how our house is, <laughs> just one of the examples, or what, like, we don't have to prove that word through having a lot of clients or this, we just are already worthy, and from that place, if you serve from that place, the abundance just comes back, there's no other way. But bringing yourself in that place is kind of the practice and it's kind of something that is up and down to, it's just like a wave. It's not that we are always high or always low. Um, And it's kind of like we cyclical women, (laughs) we
0: have lots of different cycles. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, something that I, is so powerful in that conversation around like learning to see yourself too is you know when when you feel like people aren't seeing you it's more than likely because you're not seeing yourself and so it's like how can we then you know invite in that curiosity and compassion and learn to see ourselves as whole worthy and wildly capable because we are like you said like that worthiness is our birthright. And it's really about, it's not about, you know, finding that worthiness. It's actually just about remembering it. It's Like it's already there. So how can we just remember? It's taking away the
1: the layers of ick and
0: lack <laughs> and, yes. and
1: fear and scarcity. Then it's there, but it's always there.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, I... I would love to ask you a question that I ask everybody who comes on this show. And that is, what does being an embodied leader mean to you?
1: Mm-hmm. It means to be fully alive mm-hmm. and to, to just really allow yourself or allow myself to follow my intuition, to live in alignment with my core values and to do what I want to do without being influenced like from the inside out and not from the outside
0: in. I love that so much. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for all the beautiful wisdom that you shared today. It's been such a pleasure communicating with you and connecting and getting you to share your just beautiful work with the world. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more about where people can find you and what you've got going on. Yes, um, that's, thank you for having me here. I'm
1: so grateful to be part, and I love to share to invite if someone wants to um discover deeper. I have my own website, which is elskoch.com, where I'm a web designer, a coach, and then I have a second website for my coaching, which which is essentialux.com, where I have a membership where we just dive into building the self-trust and this kind of things month by month. And the best um, on social media is to connect on Instagram. And there I'm also Eos Koch with my name.
0: I would Beautiful. Love- and I'll make sure that I put all of those links in the show notes for everyone as well. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for for being here and for, again, just sharing your wisdom with everybody who's listening. It's been such a pleasure to connect with you. And yeah, I'm super, super grateful.
1: Super, super grateful. And it was so lovely to dive in and to like touch on all the most delicious topics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely agree. And For everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Feel free to reach out to either of us. Let us know what you took away from this episode. And I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Embodied Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us reach more coaches and entrepreneurs just like you. And also, don't forget to check out our blog each week, which you'll find in the show notes. I would absolutely love for you to take a screenshot and share this episode to your Instagram stories and tag me at I am Rachel Fisher. I can't wait to see you next week. Talk to you soon.